Hi. Well, well, well. Greetings, sister. Greetings. Can you believe we decided to not quit this podcast? I know. It's crazy. In the past week. It's amazing what a week does. I just have to tell people that if you have signed up to listen to us on Patreon, we launched our Patreon last week. Yes. Let's, I guess let's back up. Let's zoom out. Let's big provide picture. some context yes. for the listeners. If you signed up to listen to more of our jibber jabber nonsense on Patreon, I just want to say thank you so much. Like I have no crazy quip or sarcastic, funny remark about this. I actually just genuinely am so grateful because it means the world. And every time I get the email that someone is supporting us, I let out a scream of joy. I said this when I was on the story for a little bit, but I truly did not think that anyone was going to sign up. I thought it was going to be a complete flop and that I was going to get to say, I told you so until the end of time. Yeah. And I've really never been so happy to have been proven wrong. And I'm speechless. Like, we don't deserve any of it. We do not. <laughs> we do not. Like, I'm somehow we are swindling people out of $7.99 a month. I know. I know. And it feels very strange, but yes. like amazing. And I'm beyond grateful. And I just feel like this Thanksgiving, I actually will have a lot to be grateful for. And they will be the 93 Patreons. I think we're at 94 now. 94. 94 people. When, okay, can I first say, though, that when we first launched it, I was it, it was probably two hours in and we had had a solid four or five sign-ups. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, my gosh, maybe 12 people are going to, have, are going to support us on Patreon. This is so pathetic. Uh, it's going to be like $86 uh, a month and then an additional episode of a week talking to 12 <laughs> people. Uh, my dreams were dashed and I was so embarrassed. I was like, how did you ever think that anyone would sign up and care? So anyway, <laughs> if it had just been 12 listeners, I still would have been pretty like flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it still would have been wonderful that anyone at all agreed, any sentient human. Right. But I also just, you know, an extra hour a week of podcasting equates to more like 10 hours of us on the back end working on it. So it just would have been an interesting ROI. <laughs> right. Interesting numbers. But honestly, it would have been a labor of love. And now it would it, have been. we don't even have to worry about it because we have these 94 loyal rider dies. Ride or die. These are people that I can go to borrow money from if something goes wrong in my life. This is our community, hundred percent. Like now, they are our pop apostles. I have a group of people who like truly love and support me, and that's what I'm grateful for this Thanksgiving. Like maybe I should just have Thanksgiving with them instead of my immediate family. Absolutely. I mean, family really is the people you get the most money from. So I've always said that. I've always believed it. So really, Patreonies, where are we where are we doing Christmas in 2020? That's where are we question. celebrating? Exactly. <laughs> the other one little tidbit about the Patreon is that we're going to send out our surprise in the mail to all of you, but we have to wait. We ordered it, so we have to wait for it to get to Chandler, and then she needs to send me, email me half of them, and then we will be dispersing them. Yeah. So folks, anyway, it's going to be probably a month. Folks, this is a multi-coastal operation. <laughs> It's one channel. We're on the same coast. It's one coast, but two different locations. So, 
multi-locational coast operation. For Mark Zuckerberg, if you're listening, this is the employee that might not be the brightest at your company. (laughs) So let's not put her on anything geography related. Yeah, no geography related projects, please. That's in my folder. Yeah, whatever. Multi-location coast operation. And so there will be a little bit of a delay, but we'll be collecting addresses and it'll get there in time for the holidays. In due due time. Whatever holiday that may be, whether that's Valentine's Day next year. (laughs) Whether it's Easter. No, you will get your surprise within the next six weeks. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, I think they're actually yeah. supposed to arrive today or tomorrow. Oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah. Yes. And we're just, we're super stoked. And if you are not supporting us on Patreon, then our Venmo addresses are, no, I'm just kidding. If you're not supporting on Patreon, get over there because it's exciting. We're doing, anyway, I don't need to plug in anymore, but it's a fun, it's a fun additional content every Monday, a new episode. What other podcast drops on Monday? None. They all come out on Tuesdays. Mm -mm. We record this on Sunday every week because we want you guys to have some fresh juice and tea. Sorry, that sounded gross. (laughs) (laughs) We record every Sunday because we want all y'all to start off your week with the the pop apologist nonsense. Exactly. So that said, Chan, how's your week been? Uh, Great week. Great life. Great everything. Okay. Yeah, no, it really it, super smooth. I have been on like a health kick, and Lauren and I have been talking about how much we love our protein powder. We, mm-hmm. we basically have a call every day where we just talk about how much we love this protein powder we've been into. Yes, that's um, true. So that's been like a highlight. It's called it's Clean Simple Eats. I would actually love nothing more than to be sponsored by them. So I'm going to go ahead and just put that out there. Why would they sponsor us when now in the second episode in a row, we just wax poetic about them for free? Like, (laughs) Well, honestly, I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to say anything else about them until we get a sponsorship. I'm going to redact their name. Yeah, honestly, I take it all back. No, just kidding. Clean Simple Eats is a really excellent protein powder. But beyond that, to get to stuff that's actually interesting. Okay, sorry. I was just trying to tee it up. Um, So I went on a date last night two nights ago and I went so I went on a date with a boy a man he's 30 so he's a man mm. and it was really fun it was oh really good, good. Yeah. good. So I'm actually being very uh, careful with my words because I did talk about the podcast okay and I don't know he might be listening I have no idea but yeah total gentleman was just as cute in person if not cuter when you go on a date with someone and you realize wow you really aren't like what your pictures are like you're like the you're like yes. worse than your worst yes. picture yeah yes and that's what I'm always used to like I always have that first glance at someone where I'm like okay this is what it is and I'm like I yep. can make this work but this was not the case in fact when I saw him I was like oh there are some honest people left in the world I distinctly remember going on a date with a guy showing up to the coffee house and his name was Craig and on his photos on Bumble, he looked like a ripped Adonis descended from Mount Olympus Mm -hmm. to, I don't know, to go on Bumble with mortals. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) To sweep me off my, uh, off that Utah ground, off my feet. And I remember I walked in and I instead met Craig, who really looked like he belonged as a Wells Fargo teller at the drive-thru. Like, not nearly as hot as I imagine. Not that I'm like, I don't mean to be so aggro against tellers in general, but honestly, carefully, you're going to get banned from all (laughs) banks, all branches. 
But anyway, I remember that distinctly. So this guy was just as hot as you imagined. That's wonderful. Oh yeah, just as hot, just as tall, six four. Wow, gorgeous height. It's a gorgeous height. Yeah, honestly, I yeah, I don't think it like went really well, and I was actually surprised because he walked. He insisted on walking me home, which was like a ten minute walk away from our restaurant where we like got together, and he kissed me. Oh, cute. Yeah. Which Where was did you... surprising. Oh, it was surprising okay. because it, it was it's COVID. So I guess like getting a kiss on the first date does feel a little bit risky for a pandemic, but whatever. I'm here for it. Yeah. Whatever. You'll be fine. COVID for 25-year-olds is like nothing. It's like a sneeze. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Wait, tell me, what did so, you do on the date? Just dinner? So we met at like a an, in a neighborhood and the place we were going to get drinks at, the wait was too long. So then he like suggested we walk to this other neighborhood that was like a mile the other way. It's San Francisco and there are a lot of hills, you know, when you got to get Ugh. from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah. At one point I'm full open mouth breathing, nose oh is running gosh. because it's cold. And he's like still trying to talk to me while I'm like heaving. And at that point, I was like, okay, he either thinks he thinks I'm A, out of shape, which is not wrong. B, (laughs) I have COVID because my nose is running so much. I actually stopped. And you have lung issues. And I have lung issues. I have like a pre-existing condition. The best part is on the way to the date, I don't know if it's like a combination of me being nervous or now I've fully blown it. If he's listening, whatever. Here it is. Who cares? Let's just talk about it. He, on the way to the date, my nose is running because it gets really, it's been pretty cold. So I stopped in and got a napkin to blow my nose. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's going to be fine the whole rest of the night. Like, your nose isn't going to run. And then the minute we started walking anywhere, my, like, nose started to run, which was super sex, super sexy, super yeah. sick and sexy. You know what it reminds me of, Chan? Your date. It just reminds me of all of the ill-advised hiking dates I agreed to. Oh, my like, gosh. so many first dates that are hiking that it's just a problem. Absolutely like, hiking on the first date is just the worst. It's the worst. You have to, first of all, I think it's hard to look cute hiking. I, I I mean I believe you can look cute. It's you don't feel super sexy. It's not your cutest. No, look. it's like your sporty look, ah. which is more like fourth or fifth date material. Right, totally. So you, and then you are like, if you're on any sort of strenuous hike, you have to still be conversing the whole time. You're expected to talk and ask exactly. questions at the same time. Try and breathe through your nose, which for some people is really hard to do. It's not easy. I have to think about it if I'm going to breathe through my nose. Okay? And you're just like trying your hardest to not show how winded you are the right. whole time. Right. Yeah. And your mouth gets like dry and crusty. It's awful. It's I will never do something like that. I dated this guy named Ben when I was 22. He was 30 at the time. Uh, I don't I always went for a little bit older than a I ended bit. up. 8 years. I guess that <laughs> makes me feel so much better about my 11 year age gap. 8 your 11 year age gap relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I That was pretty sizable. Yeah, it's definitely sizable. I was importing guys from Salt Lake cuz I wasn't yes. dating traditional BYU men. Right, so I was always right. importing from Salt Lake. Yeah. I think I was probably dating like 20 to 32 year olds. Anyway, I digress. I could not have been less compatible with this person. I remember you dating him. Do you remember him? him? Yes. He, he was, was like a, a climber, like hardcore like a- rock climber. Yeah. Yeah. So hardcore he did trad trod- climbing where you don't actually grab onto like crevices in the rock or you do anyway it's this is boring but he did he didn't do sport climbing he did trad climbing i don't i still actually would like to know the difference 
Okay, so track climbing is where you crack climb. So you stick your hands into cracks. Say no more. Absolutely not. It's never going to happen. your feet into cracks no. to go up the mountain. You d- it's not like you, you go on little ledges and like little like crevices and you dig your, your hands and toes into them to get up or grab onto wow. things. Like you, you put your hand in a crack and then you turn it to the right to create like leverage and anyway, and your same thing with your feet. So you stick your foot in at a 90 degree angle and then you turn it up. So your knee goes up towards okay, the sky that's and I've that's how enough. you like, okay. Yeah. I've heard anyway, enough. Alex Honnold has nothing on your ex-boyfriend Ben from Salt Lake. But the whole, the, exactly. Alex Honnold wishes. The whole idea behind track climbing is that you don't alter the rock face at all. Oh, you shut use, up. You use People equ- are so annoying. <laughs> you use your own equipment. But anyway, I just remember this guy, he was so intent on every time you got together, we had to do a, a, a big activity. Like it wasn't, Ugh. there were no just like dinner dates and then whatever. It was always like, and I met him in winter. So our third date, he wanted to go snowshoeing. And of course, oh. I am <laughs> just as like totally, I just am so not self-aware and I'm not accepting myself yet as the indoors sectional loving woman that I am. Mm-hmm. And so and I'm like, yes, definitely. Let's do it. I would love to go on a four mile snowshoeing hike with you in the, like while it's snowing. Okay. I'd love to go rent snow clothes. That should show you Ew. how equipped I am for the outdoors. Anyway, snow clothes. I just so remember. Went, oh yeah. I went on this you're date. You're snowshoeing. He ended up having like pretty intense like anger issues, mm, and love that. <laughs> yeah. So I remember this one time. Oh my gosh, you'll love this, Chandler. Okay, I went to go meet up with him, but I had to do a return first to Lululemon, probably to return something you had already worn in front of him. Uh, no, you can't pull that kind of crap with Lululemon. <laughs> so I went to return something, and then it made me about twenty five minutes late. But I had to do it because there's not a Lululemon in Provo. Right. And I need to get this return done. You import your workout clothes and your men. Exactly. So I go, I do the return, I get to his house and it is now the, because we're going climbing, of course, we're going climbing outside after work, after he gets off work at five o'clock. Now I've cost us 30 minutes of daylight. And maybe I was like 40 minutes late. I don't know. So then we like rush to the car. He's in a really bad mood because I'm late. And then we get to like four stoplights away. And I realize I've left my climbing shoes at his house. Mm -mm. And so he does this like, "Ah!" this like big, (gasps) this like super aggressive U-turn, like almost like flips over his like rinky-dink car. And then he like berated me and told me that he felt like me deciding to shop before seeing him. He called it shopping. He said me shopping before seeing him made him feel that I valued shopping more than spending time with him. Bingo. Which is absolutely <laughs> true. <laughs> Accurate. But I don't like – I don't need to be told this information. Okay. And on. on. Wow, Ben. Great re- deductive reasoning happening. <laughs> so, so he has this total meltdown and tantrum because at this point, it's just like we might as well not go. We're now an right. hour late and – when you've lost an hour of daylight, it's just not worth it. So then he's like, okay, so well. out of it. Hell yeah. Well, no. So this is the whole thing. So it's, okay, we can't go climbing anymore. We still have to do an activity. So he's like, let's go to Liberty Park and take like a, a let's like go like walking. And I'm just like, why can we not just have a cocktail and watch a show or something? Why can't we why? just be seated for the duration? <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Why can't we just sit down on your couch with a like a glass of wine and chat? Why do we have to be in like tennis shoes and Nikes or technical <laughs> apparel to converse with each other? It's just so annoying. <laughs> oh I that's so funny I actually went on a snowshoeing date myself and I remember stopping in my snowshoeing tracks about an hour and a half in I was on a double date guy I'd been dating for a while and someone else who worked at his company and his wife I also just like showed also showed me that I was like too young to be dating this guy like I was going on double dates with married people um no but he was not married no, he was not married. Okay, it was like get that out there, all, all Lily of his James. friends. Sorry, all of his friends were married, which made me yeah. Anywho, moving forward, I yeah. remember looking up at the moonlight. It was a dark. It was a night hike, so we all had headlamps, um, which is a piece of equipment I hope to never own and never need. And <laughs> <laughs> he's like pretty. I'm I'm carrying the caboose, obviously, because I'm the slowest because I don't snowshoe. My exercise at this point consists of a brisk. 30-minute walk at the Provo Rec Center, which is essentially just time for Courtney and I to hang out with her friends yes, and, exactly. like, gossip. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, like, in any shape to be hiking uphill in snowshoes. And I looked up at the moon, and I thought, God, if you t- <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I said, God, if you take me now, I will understand. <laughs> wow. And, and I will be fine with it. Like, I honestly, like, I was like, I've lived a good life. I've had a lot of rich experiences. I tried dating this older guy. <laughs> I'm actually good to go on this mortal experience. You can take yeah. me now. That's I, how much you wanted out of what you were doing. Oh, I was suicide. Suicide. Literally. And I've only been in those dark and low places when I've been on hiking dates. I was on another hiking date where we were, I think maybe I've told the story, but like we were promised. I was on it with a Haley Ord. A listener of the pod, Shout number out. one fan. Uh, we were both promised dinner at the top of a mountain, but we had to hike to the top of the mountain. It's actually a very hard hike. It was dark, 15 uh, minutes in. And then we were up to our shins in snow. We were both in cute, just like workout leggings and tennis shoes. And then dinner at the top of the mountain was cold cereal. You're kidding me. No. And then the best part is in classic Provo fashion, I feel like I've told this. I'll make it quick. In classic Provo fashion, every day is like a marathon because it's like, Activity, 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 party, activity. So it was like hike, then dinner, then party. He threw a party. One of the guys like threw a party. And then he asked me if I could help him with the dishes at the end. I would be ready to blow my brains out all over him. Oh, I also wish for death on that hike. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I just, Kagan, his first, our first date which I ended up bailing on, which he, we, I don't think he remembers this, but our first date was supposed to be, he asked if I wanted to get cocktails at the montage. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew that this one was promising. Right. Okay. And then we proceed, I proceeded to realize that one of his favorite activities was going out to dinner and another favorite activity was watching shows. And I mean, wow. It's like, find someone who's also passionate about the things you love. That's what I want to tell Mm -hmm. young women. Like that's a real one. Yeah. I there are so many memories I have of just of pushing myself as an as the outdoors woman I am not, no. but p- pretended to be for a solid five years for a guy. Like I remember when I was dating Matt mm-hmm. and he okay, he took me on a canyoneering trip with him and his friend. So him and his friend were supposed to go and do a canyon or do a couple canyons, right? And have you ever done a canyon? No, Lauren, I've never done a canyon. 
Okay. Is that meant to humiliate me? Because it worked. <laughs> no. No. I think it's a badge of honor. I don't recommend them. Okay. So what you do is you repel into a canyon. So a canyon is like a hole in the earth. Right. Mountains I'm, split I'm apart. The ground mm-hmm. is split. I don't know how the geography works. But anyway, it's you oh, go oh, down. Oh, you're also not a great person <laughs> at geography. That's interesting. Okay. But I, I'm not hired by one of the largest tech companies in the world. <laughs> oh so that's that difference. doesn't specialize in geography. <laughs> Okay. All I'm going to say is, okay. All I'm going to say is. So you're doing this canyon. We're we're probably eight weeks into dating and he invites me on this trip. It turned out that this trip was just supposed to be between him and his friend. So his friend was like really annoyed. He was bringing his new girlfriend. Because it was supposed to be like they're rowing down. But we get there and I don't know if I've told this story on the pod, but camping with Matt was not like what no, I No, I like. think you have. I think it's literally, it's like a tarp on the ground. Yeah. So we, he made me sleep under the stars, literally. No tent, no tent. I was up till three in the morning, shivering my ass off. So uncomfortable. And then what I remember the most is that we got up early to do the canyon. I don't think I've told this part. We got to the end of the canyon and it's probably four o'clock, right? Okay. And him and his friend are now debating whether that we should do another one, do the next oh. canyon, which means we'll be hiking back to the car at during nightfall. That okay. makes my like stomach <laughs> drop. Like the idea that like you had just finished one and they were like, should we just do another? Like we're like to get back, you have to walk like up and back to where you are. But they wanted to go further away from rest, further away from the car where like Leading. where every where everything comfortable existed. They and they said, but most of it will likely be in the dark. And not only that, but they don't have all they have are map like topographical maps. Where they're looking at, like, they're recognizing where they are based on, like, ridge lines and on the topographical map. He was, like, a geologist, so. Yeah, he was. He was. But this is when I realized the pitfalls and dark reality of dating a cartographer, okay? Of dating (laughs) someone who loves maps and reads maps, okay? It's not fun. And so, anyway, I just, I. What did you say? I said there's. I said, there's no way in hell. I said, I'm not going to hike in the dark. That scares yeah. me. I do yeah. not want to be hiking these like sandstone dunes in the dark. That okay? sounds like a recipe for like d- death or book deal. <laughs> Probably a book deal for him about his girlfriend who perished. <laughs> so uh, and then his friend told him that he quote unquote hated me after that trip. So... <laughs> <laughs> That should go to show you what what kind of an outdoors gal I was. Oh, poor Matt. I know. He was so sweet. He was so sweet. We just just wasn't the right fit. We're not on the same page. Truly. And that's okay. How long after those eight weeks did you continue to date him? Let's just for the listeners. I dated Matt for probably six more months. Yeah. Right. As one does. Yes. That's the um, crazy thing about dating, though. It's six weeks in. You're like, I'm probably not going to be with this guy. No, I had totally convinced myself you that thought so? this was going to work. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I thought I did. I wanted to be an outdoors person. I just wasn't honest with myself about not really caring about it that much. That's not you. And that's, that's okay. Not me. One thing, actually, on our on my date, we were talking about being outdoorsy. And I was like, oh, do you like camping? And he said, I'm more of a day trip kind of guy. He was like, I like to sleep in my own bed. And that was like music to my ears. I would have had to have gone to the restroom really quickly. Um, (laughs) That is the hottest thing I've ever heard. No, I know. And honestly, I really, I took him to be like, 
a total outdoors. And he is outdoorsy to some degree, but also doesn't want to sacrifice comfort. Yeah. Seemingly guys so. enjoy, like, being truly comfortable, that is what you want, ladies. Do not get a guy who is more comfortable roughing it than you. Yes. You, you will rue that decision for Always. the rest of your life. And I'm sure there are victims right now, mm-hmm. women listening, who married those guys who wanted to camp tentless and right now they're nodding their heads and they're we need to have wishing some survivors they come podcast. forward yeah let, send us your horror stories if you're dating someone or married to someone who's much more outdoorsy than you and forces you to go on those adventures yeah who forces you to wander less oh someone kill me kill me live folk baby um okay well dating I'll keep you guys posted. I'm actively on Hinge, so more, many more dates to come. An unhinged uh, girl actively on Hinge. Unhinged, it be more perfect. Actively on Hinge. Oh, I did just order, though. I, I don't know if anyone saw the story um, about garlic breath. I did just order some new garlic rubs, so that's not going to bode well for my dating life. Yeah. I don't think there really is a way to get rid of the garlic oh, breath. There, actually, there, there is. What is it? Like drink actually, bleach or something? Yeah. Just drink a little bit. Of, drink like a full cup of bleach <laughs> mixed with a whole like other half cup of dishwashing detergent. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Just follow it up with some Drano too. And yeah. That will really be gone. It's like actually just do crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I just drank a lot of water and ex- brushed my teeth multiple times and popped in a piece of gum and I was fine. Mm, I bet it still came up. Rude. Okay. Absolutely rude. Okay. I guess he wanted another date, so we'll see. Maybe the man likes a garlic clove kiss. <laughs> Who doesn't? Okay, so what else has happened this week? What else do we need to go over? Oh, Nexium finished. I actually have some personal news. Oh, okay. So it appears that Kagan and I really are moving to Puerto Rico. So this is really happening. This isn't just like something you like lightly toss around. No, apparently not. Last year. He brought up wanting to move to Puerto Rico for the tax breaks in, I don't know, November of 2019. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I, I'd be open to it. At the time, yeah. I was w- working my job and the idea. I worked in a warehouse environment. And so I didn't actually work in a warehouse. I worked for a company called Stan. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like you, is- weren't Cost- you weren't a Costco employee. Their offices were I were like in a warehouse, right? They like redid a warehouse. It was yeah, very cool. yeah, it was a classic modern millennial whatever workspace. It was I've very a, it's very, it was very cool. It was cool, whatever. But it was so cold. And the idea for me of being able to quit my job, <laughs> get out of that effing warehouse every day. Right. I felt beckoned to the soft, warm shores of Puerto Rico Gorgeous. when he told me this idea. So I was fully on board. So then we got into 2020 and it was kind of something we talked about but the further we got into the year the more it didn't make sense to move there anymore because to to go there and to experience all the tax benefits you have to be there for a full six months okay and so suddenly like now we're in april of 2020 and to if we wanted to move there we'd have to go and stay for almost the entire rest of the year like during hurricane season and so and hurricane season starts in june and so or july Anyway, it just became obvious that we were not going to do it for 2020. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so then mm-hmm. 20, we're getting later and later in 2020. About a couple months ago, Kagan brings it up again that he wants to move to Puerto Rico. So I get more on board now because obviously everything I'm doing is remote. Right. 
But I'm also like really happy right now in yeah. my life. I love everything I'm doing. I love doing this podcast. Um, not that it's like my job or anything, but I love doing this podcast and I love like the project that I'm working on. And so I'm just feel so happy and independent and I love our apartment. We live. You guys have no- such a good setup and I feel like you're such so a good setup. Setup. We're literally like lit. We live on the bluff in San Clemente mm-hmm. and in a gorgeous apartment building. The apartment itself is a little dated, but I just love, I love walking the beach trail every morning. I just love like our cute little setup. Yeah. Yeah. And we have like great, like big groups of great friends right here too. Yeah. That we vacation with and we see all the time and it's like really fun. So like, I feel kind of like everything is really good here. Yeah. And I don't really want to. Why is he trying to strip that away from me? (laughs) Because he wants to pay no income tax. Mm. uh, Why can't you just move to Texas? Because you still have to pay federal income tax and capital gains if you move to Texas. Got it. It's just no state income tax. Okay. So anyway, so then I had this realization though. When I started to have all this anxiety about actually moving there because I realized just how honestly I love my life, how much I love my life here, I realized that this is probably something he would talk about every year. We would talk, start talking about it in November, mm-hmm. and by March of the following year, we'd be like, ah, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. We're going to yeah. have to be there for all of hurricane season. And so I figured I'll play along, right? Okay. But it turns out Bitcoin is pumping and doing well, and Kagan is very- What does it and- mean that for Bitcoin to be pumping? We <laughs> <laughs> can that as a layman. It means that it means that it's breaking out of like multi-year highs. So the, okay. it what it looks like it's going into a bull market. And mm-hmm. so and a bull market is where um it is appreciating in value quickly for a steady period of time. Okay. So right. you can make a lot of money in a bull yeah, market. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't own any Bitcoin. I'm not making any money, but apparently some people can. And Kagan's entire business is all cryptocurrency mm-hmm. right now, at least. And so anyway, long story short, he is now very serious about it, talking to real estate agents. It's happening. Uh, like we're on WhatsApp with several real estate agents. They're sending us listings. We are going wow. there on November 13th for 10 days <gasps> to look at apartments and we should tentatively are moving like January 9th, like the day after mom's birthday. Oh my We're gonna gosh. Move. What I town know. in Puerto Rico? We're going to move to obviously like the main area. Like San Juan? Yeah. We're going to move to San Juan, but there's different like re- like little obviously neighborhoods. Yeah. So there's like Condado and Dorado and Isla Verde. And so anyway, we're going to go check it out. If I get there and it's a total shizzle, I'm not going to move there. Like I fully can put my feet down. Right. But there's something I'm like kind of also excited about the prospect of doing it. It's because super exciting. Like if we move there, we're going to get to travel for five plus months, five to six months out of the year if we want to. Yeah. And I think what also we're really excited about is I would love to be a short flight away from everyone on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Like I'd love to do trips to Charleston yeah. and to Savannah and to New York. Like a round trip flight to New York is $80 That's from Puerto Rico. So I could go to New York a lot. And I just feel like it kind of would just be this whole new adventure. Yeah. And I think there's a part of me that's, I don't know, maybe I, I think it'd be nice to not necessarily settle down in like the place I was raised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right now. Like yeah. Maybe take a couple of years to be a, I don't know, to have an totally. adventure. Yeah. I've so actually I'm trying thought to about see the positives. Like, yeah. 
You have. Like, yeah, I actually thought about like, oh, so you really are just going to s- settle down in San Clemente right now. And I know. Like, I, did, I had mixed emotions about that personally. Like, it's such a beautiful place. But I think when you're raised here, it's just, it does feel a little like, I feel a little bit like Belle, like there must be more than this provincial life. Um, <laughs> Uh, so apparently this, this Orange County conservative exactly life. yeah this gated community gilded cage of Orange County <laughs> so I'm gonna go check it out and I don't know I'm honestly though I'm filled with all sorts of emotions like fear and anxiety and nervousness but also excitement and it will be I think it'll be it'll Wait, keep things can I interesting come with you in November totally do you want to I kind of want to if that's like allowed Oh my gosh, of course. It sounds it's be so like fun. super fun. But uh, you, you should come. Are Would you guys going to stay in a hotel? No, we're going to stay on the street. Yeah, we're going to stay in a hotel. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I asked that, but I wanted to make sure of the lodgings before. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be fun. I Is the weather like tropical though? It's like, I, I'm pretty sure it's like this. Okay. People might laugh at me. So any, also, if you know anything about Puerto Rico, maybe you even live there right now or you've been or you know anything about right, it, let's, please Let's not kid us. ourselves. We don't have any listeners that are outside <laughs> of the continental U.S. Okay. So. The great Salt Lake and Orange County area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. But the weather, I'm pretty sure is is like, I mean, it's Caribbean. It's I'm yeah, so it's tropical. It's, but I just want I don't know what's the season like. What's it's like 79 okay. all year. Like it's not it doesn't change that much. Yeah, there's rainy season, but that's it. So it's similar to Hawaii. Okay, okay. Well, I'll look into it. Oh, that would be so fun. Be I would fun. love it so much. Sorry, I'm looking at plane tickets, but I will refrain until we're done. I, so anyway, so you guys are moving to Puerto Rico. Basically, it's like if, it's ha- if it doesn't suck, right? I, I don't think will it you will. have a car. No. Okay. Yes, we will own a car there, but I will not drive. God, that's okay. also an agreement. Is that I have to live somewhere in walking distance of restaurants, shops, the gym. Right. Like I have to be fully ensconced. Is he going to take his my car? Life. No, he's not. He's going to sell his car. Okay. Yeah, we don't. You don't. I don't think you want to. Like, I don't know if I can wear my ring there. Like, you don't want a flashy car there. Right. Yeah, totally. I don't think you should. I don't think you should be super flashy at all. I know. It's just hard for me because I love a little flash. She is flashy. But anyway. That um, must be more than this preven- provincial life where I can be flashy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Show me where I have to hide my flash. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Okay. I'm ex- Stay tuned. I'm excited. Stay- I think it'll, uh, if anything, it'll just provide a fun story for when we get back from our trip and I can report back that there's no way in hell I'm moving to Puerto Rico. Totally. So. This can be another Virginia experience. It's a low stakes. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Shall moving we? right along. So the people actually are interested mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the David Letterman interview with Kim Kardashian? I sure did. Of course. Because I told you we have to watch this. You told me we had to watch it. I don't, I don't, I'm not watching a lot of shows right now on Netflix, so I didn't actually see it pop up until I saw it on Not Skinny Story, and then you texted me and told me that we need to prepare. Yes. And what did you think? I thought it was riveting. I Riveting? Yes. I just, I was blown away by how incredibly articulate and powerful Kim was in that interview. I really feel like she has grown and matured so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's and got so much smarter. Right. She's really like fantastic at interviews. She's super collected. She's super poised. Yeah. I'm always impressed with her. Just think about 
like when Keeping Up first started and it was just like peace signs and hey, I want to be famous. Like that Kim Kardashian and then the Kim Kardashian sitting on that stage, like looking Letterman in the eye, talking about criminal justice reform Mm -hmm. in the most like gracious, powerful way. I don't know. I just was highly impressed. I actually liked what she said too about Trump. Not that I like Trump, honestly, but I found it to be refreshing when David Letterman was like, how could you go to the office? Or how'd you go to the White House? Uh, and she was like, it was, people were saying, if you go, your reputation will be destroyed. But then I thought, it's someone's life or it's my reputation. And someone's life is far more important than my exactly. whatever my reputation is. And I was like, hell yeah. I don't know. I, I really appreciated that. And I think she's a woman of conviction. Yeah, that was, I thought that was such a powerful moment. And honestly, like the whole interview was, she gave so many interesting insights. Like when she talked about being robbed. Yeah, that was the, that was the best part. I hate to say it, but that was the most, that was the most riveting part for me. It was so riveting to hear about that experience Mm -hmm. and hear, I didn't realize they had duct taped her eyes shut. Yeah. She really thought she was going to get raped. Yeah. Yeah. That was just fascinating to hear about. And then Honestly, the whole interview of its in and of itself, the parts that annoyed me were when David Letterman would do these like corny, stupid jokes. Oh, I know. I'm like that weren't even funny. I'm sorry to anyone who's a David Letterman stan, but I did not think it was funny. I know he's like a you know classic, whatever. Everyone loves him, but I was like not that impressed. No, and David Letterman had an affair with his assistant. Right, he's also like a gross guy. A creep. He's like totally a creep. Yeah, and he just basically was like, "Yeah, sorry about that." This was like all pre Me Too, and then everyone still loved him. So yeah. But anyway, yeah. The David Letterman jokes aside, it w- I thought it was super good. One of my other favorite parts was when she talked about finding Bruce or Caitlin mm-hmm. dressed, but when yeah. Caitlin was Bruce, yeah, dressed yeah. in the garage as fully as a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to hear her talk about how when Caitlyn finally transitions, the Kardashian family tries to be so supportive of her. But then they also have their mother, who's now losing this person. Right. Uh, and who's like having this huge life transition. And, and they're trying to be supportive of Chris, too. And it just brought me back, Jan, to when I posted a long, heartfelt comment on Chris Kardashian or Chris Jenner's <laughs> Instagram. Do you remember this? <laughs> no, I do not. But please tell me you have a copy of it. I probably do. I'd have to really dig it up in my screenshots. I potentially do. But my first relationship, people, when I was 19, my boyfriend cheated on me. It's a very pedestrian story. But to my tender soul at that age, it was the earth shook under me. My entire world crashed and was devastated. Yeah. And I was actually, it was a hard thing. That was, it was at awful. That time. It was awful. And not only did he cheat on me, but he was cheating on me during our entire relationship. And he was like my first love. And anyway, so I found out that he was cheating on me during our entire relationship. So it made me like que- re-go back and question everything we'd experienced. Mm-hmm. And I'd experienced because I thought I had all these genuine moments of like true love and and wonderful experiences and then he was actually lying to me the whole time it was a mind bender yeah this is this is something 10 years later i'm very much over yeah it's no big deal um okay but so wait so what does this have to do with chris kardashian so when bruce transitioned to caitlin i commented on chris's instagram and i said i know everyone is talking about caitlin right now but chris you were the one who was lied to 
And you are the one who has someone pretend to be one thing and then they turned out to be another. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I did. I was like this whole long soliloquy about like betrayal and literally sounds like the intro to a dateline. And and how I empathized with her so much and how I understood what it was like to be in her shoes, Jeez, having been cheated Lauren. on when I was 19. I understood what it was like to be married to someone oh for 25 gosh. years who actually turns out to be transgender. I mean, I just really, I think she probably took a lot of comfort from that. I'm uh, sure she did. I'm sure that's what helped her bounce back and find Corey. <laughs> don't, don't. She just doesn't share it. Yeah, exactly. If Chris Jenner ever passes away, they're going to find her journals. They're going to be like, we never knew the source of Chris's strength. This but it says here right in her, in her journal that at Lauren Bledsoe's No, comment. at that point in time, it would have been what Lauren's reading. Yeah, that would have been my Instagram name, what Lauren's reading. Wow. At one point, Lauren's Instagram handle was what Lauren's reading. Yeah, because I posted a lot of pics of books. Okay. Right. okay. Or quotes. It's just, it's all cringy. Let's not go there. We love it. We're here for it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm dying inside. Anyway, so so that just all brought that right back to me. Yeah, no, that part was fascinating. And overall, it was a good interview. I just, I love hearing from Kim. I just didn't care about David Letterman. And I also didn't like her styling, I'm going to be honest. Her styling was very aggressive. Like the braid. Maybe it was just the braid. The dress was fine. It was the braid. Yeah, the braid was weird. The dress really showed her underwear line badly Mm -hmm. when she was walking. I know. Which, if you're like a shapeswear owner, that's really not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what I'm going to tell you, Chandler. What? Okay. So in the interview, she talks about how she's about to take – she's going to take the baby bar in June. Yeah. Yeah. So it's clear she didn't pass it. Or maybe she pushed it off because of COVID. No, she took it because I did already did a deep dive on this. And Kris Jenner posted like all these like good luck, Kim, treats she had made her. Oh, really? all about like law. Yeah. Okay. So I'm – and basically like, everyone's speculating that if she had passed, she would definitely have right, shared. Right. So it's a bummer. But I know. Hopefully it's just something you keep studying and then you take it again. I wonder you have how to, hard it is. You have to re it's, – it's not – it's actually you have to redo your entire first year of yeah. reading the law. Yeah. Oh, that is sad. I know. I should not know that. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just a downer. Apologies. Okay. Should we move on? Let's move on. Do we want to talk about the end of – Axiom. The last episode was good. I would say that the last 10 seconds left me completely in chills. So mm-hmm. excited for next season. I know. Okay, so you got that Nancy Salzman is going to be in the documentary yes. this season, yes. like talking to the camera. Yes, yes. Like when, the part where she took off her sash. I know. Full body chills. I know. I'm, I was shook because she seemed the most entrenched out of everyone. I know. And how she was, like, talking about loyalty and how loyalty yep. in certain situations is good and in situations is good and in others is bad. Yeah. I just – I think – I am here for the next season of Nexium. I want to go through the court trial. I want to see it all. Are they going to interview Keith? Yes. Yeah, that was him on the phone mm-hmm. talking to the person, the HBO that's director. What I, yeah, that, that was, like, rhetorical. You're going to be so good. Wait, and did you start the stars – series i did the stars i don't have, have stars can i have your stars login yeah i've actually already given it to a, a listener who's like i don't have stars so i'm like here's my login great can you please send that to me <laughs> yeah i will send it to you too and i have it can be played on two other devices so if anyone else wants my stars login just dm me and i can give it to two more people oh my gosh and this I, is literally our community is this is like so good this is amazing this is what we give so good can you please send that to me okay moving right along yeah 
I cannot wait for season two, you guys. Like, it, it was worth the lull of episode six and seven. Absolutely. And I'm just like, I'm ready for it. And, I can, and I'm excited to start the stars thing as soon as I get my login. The stars one is way juicier. Okay. So yeah, you're going to love it. stars. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chan, can we talk about Lily James? This bitch. The plot just thickens with her. First of all, someone DM'd and said that they thought that this was all a PR stunt. And I'm going to say that it's definitely not a PR stunt because she's had to cancel all of her PR appearances since this Rome thing. Really? For the movie she's supposed to be promoting right now. Yes. Wow. So that's not the point of PR. Yeah, exactly. She would be like thriving right now. The last thing she posted was something stupid. Yeah. Was it before the Rome thing? October 3rd. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so it appears that a lot of things are coming out of the woodwork that Lily also had an affair with Army Hammer, and that mm-hmm. is why he and his wife got a divorce. Apparently, Allegedly. there was, like, things were happening while they were filming to the point where there was, like, bad energy on set because of their, like, romance. Ugh. Yeah. What? I, can you imagine two back-to-back? No. Wow. Two destroyed I mean, she's a, families. She's a beautiful it's woman. Awesome. Two, she's a beautiful woman, and now two families are left devastated. In tatters. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know who somehow has kept her family intact? Chandler. Who? Brad Pitt's girlfriend. Really? Yes. So Brad Pitt, Nicole, last name unpronounceable, has returned and reunited with her 68-year-old husband. Thank goodness. Don't rem- forget, she has a 7-year-old son with him. 7-year-old yes. son with him. So. She has returned. She was spotted having dinner with him, a loving dinner. Uh, and apparently their open marriage, it's going great. It survived her Driving. dalliance with, with Brad. She, yeah. She went and got some fresh 56-year-old blood and went back to her 68-year-old. Uh, her, like, pro- yeah, so, her like, lush life otherwise. There we go. Wow. You do you. Family staying together. It's beautiful. <laughs> Truly. The only other thing I wanted to touch on this week. Yes. Someone who's falling apart at the seams, seemingly, in this new documentary, Sean Mendes, Lauren. Did you watch the trailer? Yes. Yes, I did watch it. Yes, Basically, I Basically, I forget Sean Mendes exists until someone else in the ether reminds me of him. So when I saw this documentary, I was like, what? What could he possibly have to say? I don't really listen. I do not listen to his music. He feels like too much of a Disney teeny bopper. Yes. For me to, like my last boy band was One Direction to show my age, but that was my last boy band. And ever since then, it hasn't been the same. So I don't care about him. But Benny Drama, who's so funny, who I follow, did an impression of him. And it's so spot on. Like Sean Mendez has like the energy of like a really squeaky clean white guy who's always singing and wears like leather bracelets. Do you know the type? Oh. Oh, yes, you know? yes, I do. Yes. And he's probably a little smelly, but you tolerate it because he's handsome enough. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they're coming out with some he, documentary where he's like in a roundabout way saying like, well, if, if everyone knew that I was just a normal human being, would they even still come and see me on tour? And it's like, dude, no one's that obsessed with you. Like, let's set the stage for this trailer. Let's just do a little recap of the trailer, shall we? Let's yeah, I up. mean, if there's even anything to recap, it just cuts between shots of him in the shower to him singing in an annoying way, to him clearly trying to grapple with going on tour and his emotions about it, like on nice couches. Okay, so it opens with a soulful shot of Sean in the shower. Showering soulfully. 
And then we see him flipping through his journal where he's <laughs> written over and over again in some sort of feverish episode. I sing high with no tension. I sing high with no tension. I sing high, like literally. Yes. I don't even know what that is. A, is it like, is Potter forced to write like lines by Professor Snape. <laughs> do you think he's attractive? No, I do not. Why um, don't you think he's attractive? Because this is why I've, I've grappled with this myself. What is it about him that's not attractive to me? Because he has a lot of naturally attractive things about him, you'd think. Quite frankly, he seems highly gay to me. Okay. And so the, if, if a guy seems gay, I'm not interested. Yeah. Like my body shuts down. Yeah. Okay. And then he flips to the next page of the journal and we hear, and it says, written over and over again, my voice is strong and beautiful. My voice <laughs> is strong and beautiful. Okay. So these are affirmations he's written <sighs> over and over again. Then we see him on stage oh, and it cuts between like powerful moments of him on stage right. and then moments where he's just like sitting on the couch in his high rise New York apartment with a stunning view. And it's this low lit scene of him sitting on the couch, just looking off in a chambray the- shirt. In a chambray shirt, just looking off in dejected silence, ruminating on his life and how he got to where he is. And honestly, I'm confused about what the problem is here. Like, you're confused because you're famous? You're about to go on like a hundred city tour and that you're struggling? Okay, so then, oh my gosh. Okay, this is my favorite part of the trailer. Punctuated between shots of him sat on the couch, shots of him killing it on stage are shots of him on a cliff looking wistfully in what looks like a big sur backdrop yep and it's and then there's just all this dramatic voiceover that's like if if people <laughs> this is the best if, part if people knew i was human would they still would they like still, me like would they still what? come to my shows would they still watch me perform sean everyone knows you're human like we can see the acne it's fine we get it you're human okay. can you imagine <sighs> I, I, it's and it's framed as this like emotional narrative of the journey right. he's been on, and like he's finally letting us. This Odysseus down. of pop music. It's do you remember when Kendall Jenner d- did her ad for Proactive, and leading up to it, it was like all this PR of like, Kendall Jenner on Sunday is going <sighs> to confess to something never talked about before, and Chris Jenner posted, "I'm so proud of Kendall for coming out about this and like coming clean and like, being honest and transparent. This is such a brave moment for her." And then it was like, literally, we get to the day that she's this huge announcement, and it's like, as a teenager, <laughs> I had acne. <laughs> And it was an advertisement for a proactive. That's what this is. It's this like fake sob story drama. It's so also I'm reading the YouTube comments and people are like eating it up. Like they are no. loving it. They're like, oh my God, Sean, you are amazing. <laughs> we love you. Like you are a normal person just like us. Like you've helped us through our hardest times. Okay. People are loving this. I don't think that Sean understands that him being a normal guy is why we love him so much. Oh, oh what? my gosh. Oh well, my at gosh. least they point out that we know he's a normal guy. People are like, I cannot find one negative comment. People say Sean only has American fans. Like this comment if you're not American. <sighs> he is just so genuine and pure. I keep falling in love with his soul and personality. What is he even saying? This documentary has proved that Camilla has always been on his side. I love you guys. I like that there's a Camilla for this new generation. That's sure. Cute. Wait, it's funny because McCall responded to the story I posted about this. And she was like... She said, I, our little sister McCall. Oh, yeah. Our little sister McCall was like, I'm sorry, I can't help it, or something like that. And I was like, McCall, rise above your generation and your birth year. 
Rise above the fact that you were born into the year 2000. Chan, there's going to be this thing that happens to you. Like turning 25, there's this new sort of, there's a strange happening where suddenly there's like this batch of starlets and icons that are like distinctly younger than you. Mm -hmm. And this will only get like, it's a very weird thing because you generally, like you see all these people on Teen Vogue and Vogue and they're all older than you. Yeah. So there's always in your mind like, oh, that could be me someday. Who knows what will happen after San Clemente High School? Who knows what heights I'll ascend to? World is to? my oyster. It's 100%. But then you get – you hit 25 and suddenly you realize like, oh, I guess if I was going to be a starlet, like I'd be on a little bit further down the road. Right. Than We'd a- be closer. Yeah, exactly. But we're I not. guess the, that window is shutting. And it's just, it's an odd thing. Yes, when getting older and suddenly having this generation of stars that are distinctly younger than you and more accomplished, it's humbling. It really is. It's truly humbling. I was actually in a, we at Stance, the CEO did this like lunch thing, this like special lunch where he had lunch every week with two people from the company. Okay. And you were randomly assigned to have lunch with him. Okay. So, you know, it's probably something he dreads, something everyone else dreads, but we're doing it. So I get, like, my email that my lunch is coming. So I go to the lunch, and it's supposed to be me, two other employees, and him. It turns out it's just me, him, and one other girl who's very quiet, okay? Uh. The one guy didn't show up because he got sick or something. So it's just basically me having to carry this conversation with the CEO. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm... fine but an hour lunch so Chandler I kid you not I told the CEO stance when I had lunch with him as part of like their culture program yeah I go yeah it's crazy you get to hit 27 and you realize my starlet years are past I'm never never probably gonna be like a a celebrity like a super young celebrity and that's like an interesting moment milestone (laughs) I I don't know. I was like trying to be like funny and relatable. And- Literally, I can see you rambling your way down this rabbit hole so easily. And this is like this fifty-five-year-old, just like oh. Orange County dad, who's like, for yeah, yeah, dad, no response. Starlet, your starlet. I'm like, starlet days are behind you. When you see, realize your starlet days are behind you. Star- that, that- also, who says starlet? Are you from the fifties? You we know, got starlet like- in here. No, come on. That used to be like a total like. That used to be a word people used a lot. Starlet. Like Misha Barton was a starlet. Yeah. I, I know what the word means. It's just, it's cute to hear okay. you say it. Anyway. That's hilarious. Also, yes. those type of work things are so dreadful. Everybody dreads it. Ev- I just feel like, let's build culture by leaving me alone. <laughs> let's build culture by letting me have more time to myself outside of this culture. Honestly. That's what I would really appreciate. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. I, I, you always knew the people whose jobs were the most secure because they just immediately said no to all of the right. team building exactly. activities on the calendar. Yeah. They're like, eh, ain't got time for that shit. And yeah. my job is not in jeopardy like whatsoever. People who decline invites. People who decline invites, especially to team building, culture building yeah. activities, those are the people who are the most valuable to the company. <laughs> you, honestly, this is a good way of knowing who to fire in your company. Create a team building activity. Say See it's who mandatory. Shows up. Say it's mandatory. Yeah. Whoever RSVPs, yes, fire. Fire them. Fire them. Let's your A team will decline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because all better things to do. Yep. Yep. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Some. I hope Should Ford we like falls. license this like this like program for big companies to trim the fat i think i'm gonna create a course on coursera Mm -hmm. how to find the a-team in your organization right 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 right. 
how to trim the fat. I love it. Five from the tears. Exactly. Beautiful. Do what I can. Uh, Anything else, Jan? No, I think that's it. Okay, so you guys, if you want more from the Pop Apologist, you can listen to our Patreon episode this week. We are going to be talking about The Bachelorette, Real Housewives of Orange County, and then we are going to be digging into some Q&A. We had a question about dealing with breakups. I'm going to spill some, like, a little tea on my own sorted past, and it should be real juicy. So follow the link in our Instagram. Follow it, please. And if you're already a Patreone, thank you. We we'll love see you. you there. We'll see you there. All right, Jen. All right. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, And we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist, but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.